Hey, it's Holly, and welcome back to Sincerely You. Today's topic is living in the moment, and oh boy, buckle up, because I suck at this. For some reason, I really started struggling with this once I got married and made the big move. And it's not that things were bad, things were actually pretty picture perfect. But a part of me feels like that was the problem. Like maybe I thought things were too perfect and I was waiting for the other shoe to drop all of the time. It was to the point where my husband, Evan, would look at me and say things like, I'm so happy I'm with you, so in love with you, you know, like really sweet things. And I would just look at him and immediately it would just be like, I was just like sucked out of that moment. And then suddenly I saw all the bad things that could happen and the fact that we're living on this earth and one day we're going to die and (laughs) basically my life just flashing before my eyes. I just couldn't shake the feeling of something bad was going to happen and I also couldn't shake the perspective of seeing things from too far away. I just could not fully be present in that moment ever like I just couldn't it also has to do with stress of course and worrying about the future and what's coming up and kind of dreading what's coming up for example I think it's really hard to be in a situation where you're having fun you're with people that you love and you know you're fully immersed in the moment but then for a split second you think about the fact that the moment's going to pass and you're going to have to go to work or go to school and things that you dread are coming up. Then it's just like, uh, like it's probably going to gnaw at you and it's a really hard and difficult thought to let go of. Anyway, that's how I feel about it. I seriously struggle with it. So with that being said, I am going to read the first entry. Dear Diary, I'm tired of this roller coaster that is my life. I'm tired of not getting out of bed in the morning and not falling asleep for hours at night. I'm tired of being cautious on every good day, because for every good one, there is a bad one waiting. For every high, there is a deeper low. I'm tired of not being able to enjoy a good thing, because there's always this one voice asking if I'm genuinely happy in this moment, or if I simply mastered faking happiness and can fool myself for as long as I'm distracted. I'm tired of not feeling anything but numb, disconnected from myself, and misplaced wherever I go. I'm tired of ignoring all these voices in my head and of reminding myself that they're just bad old habits knocking on my door, waiting to be let back in. And every once in a while, they manage to slip through the cracks. I'm tired of this mess in my head. It's either a paralyzing race of thoughts or a deafening silence. And I don't know which one I should be more afraid of. Sincerely, Jay. Yeah, so that is pretty much the one. (laughs) That describes everything I was kind of just talking about. I think it depends on what you go through and what your life has been like, but this is my theory. I think half of the people have had something really bad in their lives happen to them. Therefore, they're expecting another bad thing to happen. And then you have the other half, which they feel like their life is going too well, too perfect, and they're just waiting for the terrible thing to just take everything away. 
I'm the one where everything is going a little bit too well and I'm waiting for the bad thing to ruin my life. The submitter said something that I think is just genius in the worst way, but they said, I can't tell if I'm genuinely happy in this moment or if I simply mastered faking happiness and can fool myself for as long as I'm distracted. As long as I'm distracted. I feel like that's the cheap solution here is just to distract yourself. And for the record, I don't think this is a good or right solution. I'm just saying it's what most of us end up doing. When you're immersed in a Netflix show or scrolling through social media, you really aren't in the moment at all. But you're also not thinking about those really annoying questions that give you this awful feeling or thinking about the thing you dread that you have to do in the future. So it really is the cheap fix, right? It's the thing that can really just numb us and numb our thoughts. And yeah, we're not in the moment, but at least we're not being tortured by our thoughts. I was actually talking to my husband about living in the moment and just what he generally thought about it. And he first said, I think living in the moment is when you're not aware of the time passing and you're really just living. And I, I've, at first I agreed, but then I thought, no, that's not true because I can pick up my phone, scroll for hours and completely forget where I am, who I am and what day it is. And that's not living in the moment, right? Like you're not in the moment. You're just, you're just numb. You're just distracted. If you do struggle with the temptation to use media, social media, the news, anything like that as a distraction, I recommend trying to have more self-discipline with that. This is another thing my husband and I were talking about, but it doesn't just numb you. It's not just a distraction. It actually pulls you out of the moment that you're in. When you're reading news that is halfway across the world or looking at a thousand people's lives that have nothing to do with where you're at or your life, you're going to be swept up by that. It almost physically pulls you out of the moment you're in and inserts you into whatever life you're looking at. And just a disclaimer, I understand that sometimes you need that time to just escape from your reality for a moment. I think that's healthy and I totally get it. But most of us don't use it in that way. I think most of us use it because it's comfortable. So we'll sit in that space for hours living through other people's lives and then we'll come back and be incredibly disappointed with where we're at. It's just not good. That aspect of it just doesn't help anything. So again, I recommend severe self-discipline. I know it's hard, but it's needed. I really hate to say it, but I think the only answer to this is to confront those awful thoughts that are keeping us from living in the moment. If you're terrified that something bad is going to happen, that comes from something. It comes from your past. It comes from an experience, a past wound. It lives and grows on something. I actually did realize this, and you guys know I don't settle for bad mental health, so when I feel that something is wrong with me, I have to address it. So one night, my best friend came over, and we just had a little therapy session together, but this was one of the things I brought up to her. I told her I never feel okay or content or in the moment. Even when something good is happening, I just feel this flood of awfulness surrounds me. 
So we talked about that for a very long time and she asked me questions about my past and we really dove into why I had this deeply rooted belief that I was destined for bad things. Me and my friends aren't therapists, so it's not like we had this massive breakthrough or anything, but it definitely helped to talk about. I think I realized that this belief mostly came from things in my past as well as the media. You know, when every single story, show, movie we watch, something bad happens when things get good. It's just the story formula. Sayings like, it's too good to be true, or things of that sort, really do affect us more than we, we know, I think. But life doesn't work like that. You know, I could live a really nice life and have nothing bad or horrible happen to me. Or, you know, I could live a horrible life from here on out. But there's no formula. We live in a world where bad things could happen, sure. But they aren't destined to happen to anybody. Well, then my mind just goes straight to the fact that bad things happen and it can be pretty random and that is a scary fact. You know, I don't care if I'm destined or not. Bad things exist and they could happen to me. Let me tell you the thing that helped me the most with this. So I always am living in my future, basically. You know, anyone who worries or has anxiety, they're essentially living in their future. What helped me to start to get out of that mindset is to realize that life happens just like this. This moment, as you're listening to me say these words right now, like right in this second, right now, this is how life happens. It's second by second. We're not going to jump forward a year and have everything in that year be out of our control. We're not going to have a bomb just drop on us in a split second. We're just here. You know, we're in this moment and time actually moves very, very slow if you realize that. There might be bad things that will happen to you in the future. You know, you're going to have bad days. Death exists. <laughs> it's very probable that you're not going to have a perfect life. But it's going to happen just like this moment. So you're going to get to control your reaction, your actions. You're going to get to fight it. You're going to get to do something about it. You're going to get to be with the people you love and you're going to have time to process it. I once heard from another podcast, again, I forget what it is, but someone said it's okay to let your future self worry about things. It's okay to let your future self handle things. Sometimes I think about the people I love dying because there's a good chance that they could die before me and I get really sad and I almost act as if I have to confront that now and be prepared for it, which is stupid. But then I think, you know what? I'm strong now. Think of how much stronger I'm going to be in the future. I'm going to let future Holly deal with that when it happens. I can cry when it happens. But for now, while you're in this moment, if things are going really well, my gosh, you know, let them go well. You're fine. You got this. You're okay. Everyone's okay. Enjoy this moment and bask in it. Something else the submitter touches on is the fear of old habits coming back or old habits constantly knocking on the door trying to get in. 
my take on this is that it is very difficult to heal from bad habits or bad thought patterns when you are so fearful of them coming back. I mean, not too long ago, like a couple weeks ago, I would think about the possibility of anxiety creeping back up, you know, when I was at my worst. And it would give me anxiety, which is so stupid and annoying, but it happens. It wasn't until I woke up every day and reminded myself that I'm still going to have bad days. I'm still going to experience the things that I once struggled with. The difference now is that I am stronger. I've committed to healing. I've committed to fighting those bad days and bad habits. And that is my moment. My moment is not anxiety. My moment is not controlled by the things I once went through or even the things I'm currently going through. My moment and my phrase is now I am on the journey to healing and I will be my entire life. You know, I never will be 100% healed. No one is. I'm never going to be free of bad days, but I'm able just to take them with a sense of calmness and know that it's not going to last forever and that my mindset is a fighting mindset. It's not allowing myself to become paralyzed by it anymore. And that's relevant because fear is one of those things that just takes you out of the moment constantly. I mean, daily, almost every single moment. I just want to remind everyone that you are in control. You get to control your thoughts, your reactions, your action plan. It's an amazing thing. I'm sure more about this entry will come up later in the episode, but I'm just going to go ahead and read the next one. Dear Diary, Earth, strange place. We are all here living similar lives, but the slight difference from person to person can be the difference that makes someone happy or sad, popular or a nerd, sporty or academic. My life is relatively normal, yet I seem to find it so difficult. Waking up in the morning and thinking to myself, ugh, I really have to do this again. When everyone around me wakes up excited for the day ahead. I wouldn't end it all, not quite yet. But I'm not sure how much longer I can do this. Because in the end, I'm just going to live a meaningless life, die, and it will make no difference in the grand scale of things. No impact on humanity whatsoever. Sincerely, M. This one is a little heavy, but I picked it for that very reason. I don't know about anyone else, but I struggle with letting really big life questions consume me and put me in a really anxious, horrible mood. Sometimes I'll just be sitting on the couch and, you know, trying to do my thing, relax, and then my brain wants to pose the question of what death means or the meaning of life, or the fact that all of these people living on this earth have unique, different experiences and experience life just like I do, which is, you know, an insane thought. And then I think about truth. <laughs> and I think these are good questions. I think you should think about these things. But when it overwhelms you, and when certain thoughts like that run your life and run your mood, something's got to change. 
I think that's no way to live. Meaningless or not, you know, I'll save that for you to do some soul searching on your own. We get to live. While there are bad things, there are a lot of good things too. I think it would be a terrible shame if you lived your life just focusing on that thought instead of enjoying the things that we have to enjoy. You can't be present in a good moment if you refuse to even acknowledge that it exists. I think the first step is to notice. You know, notice that you don't have a stuffy nose right now. Notice the birds chirping outside. Notice the people you love around you. Notice the laughter, the small things, the fact that you had a good cup of coffee. And that goes for the bad days too. Sometimes I will be really anxious or in pain, but I will take a moment anyways just to really acknowledge everything that's going on, everything around me, everything I'm feeling, and still be thankful that I'm alive and also be thankful for my suffering. The meaning of suffering is a whole other episode topic, but every time I suffered, something extremely fruitful came out of it. Example, this podcast. Regardless of anything, you are alive. We are alive. It is extremely rare just to be here breathing. We get to experience art and look at trees and watch sunsets and laugh until our stomach hurts. We get to overcome really hard, difficult obstacles that we never thought we had the strength for. And then we get to go on and use that to help other people. While there are so many lows, there are also so many highs. There are so many beautiful things. It would be such a shame if you missed out on all of that just because you are hyper aware of all of the bad. Because in actuality, the good does outweigh the bad every single time. Let me give you a little perspective that has helped me the most. So. Not too long ago, I was walking around this earth like I was owed a happy life. It was very subtle. I think I didn't even realize that I was feeling that way, but I think a lot of us do feel that way, like we are supposed to have a good life and that someone or something owes us that. So when something would go wrong or go bad, I would almost throw a tantrum, like this isn't supposed to happen. This isn't supposed to be my life. I'd get so angry and it would just ruin my mood for weeks, for months. I mean, I don't know how long I even felt this way. With this comes a lot of complaining, a lot of fear. Basically, it's impossible to live in the moment and enjoy the good things that are there. It wasn't until I realized that we aren't owed crap. No one owes us anything at all. And walking around feeling really entitled to a good happy life isn't going to get you anywhere. It's just going to make you anxious and it's probably going to put you in a bad mood. So if we aren't owed life, then what is it? It's a gift. We get to live. It is the most beautiful, massive, in-depth gift we could ever receive. Once I changed my entitled mindset to this positive one, even on days that I was in pain, I thought to myself, I get to be alive. People are dying right now in this very moment, and I still get to be alive pretty darn comfortably too. 
even if we only got to live a few years, that would still be such a wonderful gift. And I know that might sound a little morbid, but hear me out. Let's say you work at a gas station and you work all the time. You finally get off work. You didn't make that much money. You get in your car and you stop at this ice cream shop along the way. You really want ice cream, but you don't want to spend the money because you work hard for it and work really freaking sucks, but you decide that you deserve it anyways. So you turn around, you go to the ice cream shop, and you get in line. Well, the line is forever long, but you decide to wait anyways. You get up there. It's more pricey than you remember. You get your ice cream, and then you wait for it. Let's say you wait maybe five minutes and it still doesn't come out. And then you wait 10 and then 15. And finally, your ice cream comes out and it is the wrong flavor. By this point, it's just too much work to get back the long line. You just get in your car and you're freaking pissed. You're pissed off as anyone would be. Now I'm going to tell a different version. So let's say you decide to stop, you know, same circumstance. You got off work, you go to the ice cream shop. And you wait in the line, you get to the window, and you realize you forgot your wallet. And you think to yourself, you know what, that sucks, but I should probably save my money anyways, maybe it was meant to be. But then this nice man notices, and he pays for your ice cream and says, here, don't worry about it, get whatever you want. Same scenario, you wait 15 minutes, took way too long, but whatever, you know, you didn't pay for it. And then you get your ice cream, it's the wrong flavor, but you get in your car and you got a free ice cream and you're kind of just grateful. I think you all know where I'm going with this, but the difference is the first scenario, you were owed the ice cream. And when it wasn't perfect, you were upset, you were angry, basically all negative emotions. And in the second scenario, it's the same thing, you get the same ice cream. The difference is that it was a gift. And now you're nothing but grateful. I hear all the time from books, from posts, from podcasts that you should be practicing gratitude. And now I understand why. <laughs> it changes your mindset entirely. I guarantee that ice cream tasted so much sweeter when it was a gift. And that's basically life to us. My life got better when I started being thankful for every little thing including just being alive, and that's with nothing actually changing in my life. Gratitude has helped me live in the moment more than anything else because I stopped walking around with all this entitlement and fear that something could go wrong. Because if it goes wrong, well, you know, I think that's not right. I'm supposed to have a perfect life. I'm supposed to be happy, you know, and that's just not true. But when I'm just thankful and I realize that this life is a gift, I'm able to think to myself, yeah, you know, I could die tomorrow, but I get to be alive today. And on that note, let's read yet another entry. Dear Diary, Lately, I can't stop thinking about how I've wasted my time on worrying about the future and hating the things that have happened in the past, instead of just living in the moment. I never appreciated the small things in my life. I just took them for granted. I would always hope for the next exciting thing to happen and hoping that it would turn out exactly the way I wanted instead of just enjoying things that happened in the exact moment, especially because it never turned out the way it did in my mind. I wish 
I could just put my past behind me and let the future be ahead of me without having to have everything figured out at once. But I can't, and I probably never will. But I can hope, and that's what keeps me going, that I always will have hope pulling me up from the darkest times. Sincerely, I. The whole worrying about the future and living in the past hits hard. If you think about what the opposite of living in the moment is, it's living in the future or the past. I believe I mentioned this, but I went through health issues for the past few months and it was really extremely hard because it also gave me a lot of anxiety and depression. For the first few months, I went through this time where I told myself I wasn't going to live until I overcame this thing. This is what I like to call the when mentality. And this is where you tell yourself you're not going to live until a certain point. So we all say things in our heads like, when I lose weight, I'll be confident. Or when I overcome this pain or health issue, I'll start living. We really do believe our lives have to be a certain way before we can actually let go and be happy and live. I think what finally got me out of that mentality was realizing that bad days are going to be part of my life, like I kind of previously talked about. And not just bad days, bad stages as well. So with my health issues, my hormones went nuts And I actually got a lot of acne, which I haven't struggled with since high school, really. And I nearly told myself that I just wasn't really going to put myself out there or feel confident until I overcame that. And that's just stupid. I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. And I just started kind of forgetting I even had it, honestly. (laughs) Because people don't care. You know, another topic for another time, but people don't care. We know this. It's just, it's funny because I thought that I would have to act different or something would change if I chose to live my life during this time. But the thing is, nothing changed. It's not like people treated me different. It's not like I physically felt a certain way. It's not like circumstances in my life changed. I just chose I wasn't going to let that stop me. And then I didn't. And then I realized, holy crap, why would this ever have to stop me? Why would something like that ever have to prevent me from living my life? I think we do this with our mental health as well. At least I do. I go through these times where I'm like, no, I don't want to even think about certain things or do certain things until I am perfectly content. And that doesn't exist either. We really need to get rid of this when mentality and stop starting thoughts with the word when. You know what's going to happen? When you're on your deathbed, you're going to look back and realize that you haven't actually lived a day in your life. Things will never get to a point of perfection, ever. And it's important to remind ourselves of this because it keeps us from living in the moment, almost every single moment. I think we all do this with our bodies as well. We tell ourselves that we're going to dress a certain way when we have the perfectly fit body. I did this, and I still do this very subtly. I think we all do in the back of our minds. But every summer, I would tell myself that when I got fit and lean like I wanted to, 
I'd rock a bikini, you know, like I'd really rock one. Let me tell you something. It's been uh, maybe like seven years. I've been telling myself that every year. I'm still not that fit. Like I'm not the type of fit I imagine myself to be. So the past few summers have just been like, uh, it's not happening. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to live. I'm just going to buy the swimsuit that I want to buy and I'm going to rock it that way. And guess what? It's fine. It worked out just great. No one says anything. No one thinks anything. I removed those thoughts from my mind and I just went out and had fun, went to the beach, I swam, and that was that. It was actually really that simple. This goes for things like life goals too. When I was talking to my husband, he was also saying that living in the moment is hard when you do have goals and you do have to be a little bit future-oriented. And I just want to say goals are good. It is a very good and healthy thing. But when it prevents you from living currently, it's always going to prevent you from living. What I mean by that is if you have this one goal in your mind and you're so focused on it all the time and you're waiting for it to come, you're waiting and waiting and you tell yourself that you're working towards it and you're putting a lot of things on hold until you reach there you're actually really just standing still. And this is my problem with being too goal-oriented because so many people just focus on that part of their future and they forget to actually live. And then, you know, goal after goal, year after year, they realize, oh my gosh, I've never even lived a single second in the moment and was actually just happy where I was. There's this thing called being blissfully dissatisfied, and it is the best place to be. It's when you know you aren't fully satisfied, but you are also working towards something that makes you happy. You are still learning, you are still growing, you are still figuring things out, and this journey, this process becomes your happy place. If you're still figuring some things out and you're still healing or in the process of learning things, or if you have goals, you're overcoming fears, you're wanting to achieve more, congratulations. You have truly made it. That is the place to freaking be. That is life. Instead of waking up and asking yourself if you've achieved your goals or if you've gotten to that perfect place that lives in your head, Ask yourself if you're blissfully dissatisfied. Most of the time, the answer will be yes. And that is honestly the highest place of achievement we can get. We all know even if you reach a goal, you're just going to want to reach the next goal. And the whole thing is being blissfully dissatisfied. But the problem is people still believe that the next goal will make them happy. So they make a lot of money and then they think in their head, well, I'm not happy now, but I'll be satisfied when I make the next million dollars. And then they get there. And then one day they're on their deathbed and they realize that, crap, none of that actually made them fully satisfied. It's all about the journey and it's all about the struggle. If you can come to terms with this, living in the moment will become so much easier because you won't be waiting on something to happen. You won't be waiting for the bad thing to happen. You won't be waiting to reach your goal you won't be waiting for perfection. The biggest accomplishment is just breathing <laughs> and being alive. So just remember that. 
It is time for another entry. Dear Diary, Sometimes life is hard, and we are forced to be put through it without warning. It comes so abruptly. You may break down, or you may get over it easily. You may make bad choices, you may make good choices. But the thing is, you can't say that you didn't learn. Yes, you may be put through the same scenario again, but you are aware of it happening. You have experience on how to deal with it. Some people may give up, lose their motivation, or completely isolate themselves. Okay, but it is important that we pick ourselves up afterwards and proceed forward. Grow, reset, rebuild. Who says that having a break from the world is a bad thing? It gives you time to restart, gather your bearings, and plan your way ahead. Because the harsh reality is, life goes on. The world doesn't stop, it keeps moving. The only way to keep up with it is to carry on. Don't let anything slow you down because you deserve to be ahead. You deserve to be the best person you could ever be. You pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and continue your way forward into life. Something bad just happened and has affected you? What do you do? You can cry. It's okay to cry. You have that day, week, to let the emotions flow. But you must promise to continue with life afterwards. Because that flower doesn't stop growing. The planet doesn't stop turning. The world does not wait for you. So make each second count. Sincerely, T. To be honest, I forget why I included that entry (laughs) into this episode, but it was also titled Time. So I think it was just the whole concept of life is too darn short. It's too short to be caught up in the past, the future, or whatever fear you got going on. I think a lot about when I was a kid when it comes to this topic because I think we are all masters at living in the moment when we're kids. I remember being a kid and just going outside in my backyard, climbing a tree and just sitting in it and just thinking and watching things around me. I wasn't plagued with all these anxious thoughts that I would grow up to have. And I was just truly in those few seconds, just there, just there in that place, in that time, in that moment. It's funny because I remember those times very vividly versus things that have happened earlier today. For example, if you asked me everything I saw on my phone today or everything that I scrolled by, I probably couldn't tell you four things. But in that tree when I was eight years old, I remember the way the bark felt, the way the sun looked, the color of the sky, the way the leaves sounded as the wind rushed through them. We really do take in the fullness of life when we do live in the moment, and we really are letting life slip through our fingers when we are not in the moment. I know it's really easy just to numb and distract yourself from the things that keep you from living in the moment, but those things are worth confronting. You know, you have to go into what's causing you so much fear, so much anxiety, dive into it, process it, because you have a life to live. On the note of being a carefree child, I feel like in general we all just lose the art of play when we grow up. 
we spend almost every second of our days with to-do lists and preventing bad things from happening or just mindlessly scrolling through our phones or just, you know, various distractions. It's funny because wasting time as an adult is entirely unproductive. It's usually scrolling through my phone, like I just said, or doing really dumb things that are just an escape from reality, which can be okay sometimes. You know, I'm not referring to the things that are actually fruitful, like reading books or immersing yourself in art. But wasting time as a child was valuable. It was living. You weren't running from anything. You were just playing. I don't know if any of you know the band Half Alive, but they have a song kind of about this. And one of their lyrics are, I hope to never forget to be a child wasting time. I love that lyric because it just brings me back to those moments where I was truly really taking in all life has to offer and using my imagination and, you know, just being really thankful for everything around me. We constantly live in self-effort, which is just doing things constantly, trying to respond, trying to serve, do the right thing, take care of ourselves, fighting our bad habits, which some of those can be good, but when doing it all the time, I think it could be harmful. It's exhausting. It exhausts us. And we somehow don't know any different anymore. We need to sit in the child mindset of, I'm taken care of. Things are going to be okay. For me, that means meditating on the reality of God, but it also means realizing that worrying about the future just doesn't help me in any shape or form. It really doesn't prepare me. It actually just keeps me from truly living. I liked this entry because it addresses the journey of life. It addresses the fact that you are going to go through things, but you're also going to overcome them. To me, this is just the gift of life. It's just a part of the process. We get to grow and we get to learn from things that we go through. And if things were just perfect all the time, we'd be missing out on a big, big chunk of life. You know, we're here to learn. We're here to grow. We're here to overcome. and. Stop thinking that you have to solve all your issues before you can move on, because that's never going to happen. Living is mistakes. It means bad things sometimes. It means being wrong, discovering new perspectives, overcoming things. There is no need for all this pressure to have all the answers, and I will never live in the moment if I put that pressure on myself. I will learn to rejoice in not knowing. Ignorance is bliss anyways. But seriously, you have your whole life to overcome things, to reach your goals, to learn. The key is to be blissfully dissatisfied and to take in every moment as you are right now, in this second. So a new segment to this ending is I am actually asking my Instagram followers if they have any questions or input on the episode topic. This episode's question is how to address when all your friends have all their phones out all together. This is such a dang good question, so thank you so much for sending that in. It actually hurts to see a couple out at a restaurant or something and they're both on their phones. It's even worse when they have kids and they're still both on their phones. But yeah, this is definitely a problem and I think it definitely needs to be addressed, especially when. You're trying to be present with the person in front of you 
and they can't even look up from their iPhone for two seconds. I think the first step is, of course, to find friends that care about this stuff, who actually care about wanting to be better with their time and actually being in the moment together. But of course, that's not always the case. I know plenty of people who struggle with this with their very close and good friends and even their family members. Unfortunately, I don't think you can always help other people unless they actually want to realize it or do something about it. I think I would first try and just get them to realize how bad it is. For example, me and my family are starting to be better at holding each other accountable because we're all victims of the iPhone. And now we're all at an understanding of if someone tells me to put my phone down, I know what they're referring to and I trust them that it's probably a bad time and it's taking me out of the moment and I'm choosing my phone over them. But if it's a whole group of people that doesn't really want to realize it or do anything about it, then I am not too sure and I just want to say I'm sorry you have to go through that. Nothing is worse than being the only one not on your phone, I have to say. I think we would all agree. But the best thing you can always do, and this goes for any person, any circumstance, you can be the one good example. I actually have a little exercise for you guys. It is actually really interesting, so I highly suggest you do it. I do this on my husband Evan without him even knowing because I just want to test it out. But Basically, when you're with someone, a group of people, or just one person, and their phone is near, but they're not on it, pull out your phone and start scrolling through your own phone, and I guarantee within a few seconds, the other person or the other people will do the same thing. I myself have done this, and I haven't even realized it. So I've been in situations where, for example, my sister will check her phone, and immediately I check my phone. And in the moment, I don't realize why I just did that, but I did it because, well, you know, if she's going to pull herself out of the moment and take this time, now's my chance or opportunity. And what the heck am I going to do anyways if she's on her phone and I'm just sitting here? It's really interesting. I suggest you try it and see what happens, but it's actually really terrible as well. <laughs> Basically, try to speak up and be the example. That's the best you can do. And also, of course, surround yourself by people who see this as a problem and actually want to be with you and spend time with you instead of looking at their screen. But those are my thoughts there. So let's move on to the ending quote. So the ending quote for this episode is actually from St. Patrick. Begin quote, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. End quote. I love that quote so much because it just reminds me that God does call us to just be. To be present in that moment. Have that childlike wonder. To be at peace and not worry about the future or live in the past. And I actually have a second quote because it was too good to pass up. Begin quote, the real glow up is when you stop waiting to turn into some perfect version of yourself and consciously enjoy being who you are in the present, end quote. So with all this being said, my goodness, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I am begging you at this point. I also just want to say that you can use it as a comment section so you can ask questions, 
leave suggestions, I will see it there. If you would like to submit an entry, go to sincerelyupodcast.com and follow me on Instagram at sincerelyupodcast. Now go off and be. Be present. Enjoy your day. Don't be hard on yourself. You're learning. You're growing. That's okay. Sincerely, Holly. Thank you.